Haunted Lab The sound of rustling papers and ring files hopping became more frequent as the students prepared themselves to flee from the classroom. Yes, flee, as in to escape and run away from the classroom as far as they could. There were no other words to describe what they were about to do next after enduring the dry lesson that afternoon. Now class, class, remember to complete worksheet 3 and read up chapter 6. There will be a short quiz next week, okay? The resounding sounds of students groaning seemed to reverberate around the classroom. Yazid and Azmi ignored the exaggerated actions of their classmates as they quickly packed their bags and hurriedly left the classroom by the back door. Both of them were conveniently seated at the back because they felt that it would be easier to exit every time. As they walked out of the school gates and turned towards a block of flats, Yazid nudged Azmi and nodded towards a stone bench not far from them. They walked towards it and joined another youth who was slightly older than them. Hey, we've heard you've been suspended. So how? Enjoying life eh? <laughs> it's bound to happen sooner or later. We just happened to get caught that day. Anyway, hey, you should have seen Remy, you know. He panicked when his father came to the principal's office and started crying. <laughs> they laughed heartily while one day regaled them with a colourful account of how he got caught smoking in the toilet with another student that eventually had got themselves suspended from school for two weeks. They were on their second puffs of the one stick of cigarette shared among them when one day suddenly asked, Hey, do you all believe in ghosts? <laughs> Yazid coughed involuntarily as he almost dropped the stick. Azmi stared at Wandi as if he had lost his mind. He huffed unbelievably and said, Hey, this is 1991 lah. Which century are you living in? It's a new decade, man. Ghosts are just in the mind. He tapped the side of his head to prove his point. <laughs> One day chuckled at Azmi's statement. He was about to reveal a plan that would involve these two and he needed their full cooperation. He looked around behind his shoulders and hunched forward. Okay, listen. The day before yesterday, I stole Maslinda's watch from under her desk. She liked to take it off in class after PE lessons and went almost crazy searching for it. <laughs> Yazid and Azmi laughed. They remembered Maslinda, a senior who was in the same class as Wandi. From his stories about her, they gathered that they were not really on good terms and always picking on each other. 
Well, I heard it was from her father and she'll have a hard time explaining to him serves her right for getting me into trouble during PE that day. Well, anyway, I hid the watch behind the skeleton at the science lab. You know, which are rumored to be haunted. <laughs> the two boys coughed. The science laboratory Wandy was talking about was at the far end of the corridor of laboratories on the first floor. It was the only room with a skeleton. No one hardly walked there when there were no lessons, as it was too quiet and out of the way. Madame Rita, the laboratory's assistant, had recently asked for her workstation to be transferred to the front of the corridor, which was nearer to the staff room and had more foot traffic. This only added fuel to the rumor that was already spreading around the school. Alah, I only want her to sweat a bit and intended to return it this morning. But who would have thought I would get suspended? So now, I can't enter and retrieve the watch for her. What now? You want us to get it for you? Or you want to break in tonight? Without thinking much, Gazi just blurted out the last statement. Wandi looked up, grinned. There was an excited gleam in his eyes at the thought of breaking into school just to retrieve a watch belonging to his sworn enemy, the annoying Maslinda Rumbly. The boys met at the bench again later that night. All three had sneaked out of their houses, clad in black and carrying one tiny torchlight between them. Wandi had discovered a small opening underneath the wire fence at the edge of the school field a few weeks prior. He had instructed them to stick to the perimeter of the fence, which would lead them to the back corridors of the science laboratories on the first floor. Each class had a total of four doors situated on every corner. Two doors along a right wall where the main entrance and exit were, and two doors on the left wall which faced the back corridor, a drain and a small strip of brass. Beyond it was the fence that marked the edge of the school compound. One day did not waste time in prying the back door open. With a few grunts and hard tugs, the lock gave way and he sneaked in. Asmi, you keep a lookout for the night watchman who might be making his rounds. And you, Yazid, you hold on to the door while I go and retrieve the stupid watch. Keep the light pointing downwards and don't wave it around, okay? I go in now. Yazid nodded as he watched Wandi move towards the skeleton at the back of the class. He was half standing and half squatting by the door and from his point could only see the skeleton jiggle eerily as Wandi moved it aside to reach for the watch. Asmi suddenly signaled to him from the dark corridor where he was standing. He had peeked into the windows and saw something that made his heart stop beating momentarily. Illuminated by the streetlight outside the fence, 
he saw a girl with a ponytail who appeared to be washing something in the sink on one of the benches. She was standing in the dim light, wearing their school's uniform and humming to herself. Yazid heard the sound of running water before he saw Azmi signaling to him wildly. He stood up straight and immediately saw the figure. At the same time, Wandi had slunk back to his side, holding on to the watch triumphantly, unaware of what the two juniors had just seen. Yazid then pointed the light towards the figure on the bench. Wandi turned and the three of them stood rooted to the spot as they watched the girl calmly turn off the water tap and pick up something from the sink. It was a baby, wet with dripping blood. At that moment, she looked up. Her eyes were empty sockets bored into her skull. Blood dripped from her nose and gaping mouth that seemed to stretch down to her chin. She cradled the baby and tilted her head to her side as if acknowledging their presence. That was all Wandi could handle. He pushed the stunned Yazid out of the door, slammed it shut and wedged it with a small wood he had brought from home. Azmi, startled from the sound of the slammed door, did not hesitate. He quickly sped off in the direction of the opening in the fence at the edge of the field, where he knew the other two would join him. Azmi and Wandi managed to crawl out of the fence easily, but Yazid felt that something kept pulling his legs back. He was halfway out of the fence, clawing desperately at soils and stones to work his way out, but half his body was still under the fence and he could not crawl out as easily as he had come in. He was almost in tears before Wandi gave him a final tug that released him from the force and allowed him to scramble to safety. Two weeks later, Maslinda found her watch underneath her desk. She was so relieved that she did not raise a fuss about its mysterious disappearance. Wandi came back to school, much to the delight of Maslinda, who actually harbored a secret crush on him, despite their ever-constant bickering. She suspected that Wandi might have stolen her watch, but she could not care less now that she could see her bad boy in class every day. After soccer practice that evening, the three friends met at the canteen. Wandi had planned to give them a treat at a fast food restaurant nearby. None of them mentioned the encounter ever since that night. 
as they walked out of the school gate, a pair of eyes watched them from the windows of a front office at the science laboratory. It followed them out of the school gate until they turned at the bend of the pathway. Madame Rita turned and walked slowly to her desk where she sat down gracefully. Slowly, she reached down and opened the bottom drawer of her desk, revealing a life-sized baby doll snugly tucked in a layer of satin blanket. A smile played on Madame Rita's lips as she stroked it tenderly, humming softly to herself. Once again, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next podcast.